Welcome to the You Hide Me at Hello podcast with me, your host, Deb Houston. I'm not a recruiter. I am a hiring strategist. And whether you are hiring your first employee or you already have a team of 50 plus, you're in the right place. As an ex-recruiter of 17 years, I geek out on anything to do with hiring strategy and processes. And my goal is to help you hire the right people for your business whilst avoiding those costly hiring mistakes. Most business leaders and owners have not been taught how to hire. So I set up this podcast to help you win the war for talent and stop repelling your dream employees. From employer branding, talent attraction strategy and hiring processes to interviewing and onboarding your employees, there's a topic for everyone, all with a lighthearted and fun vibe. So without further ado, let's get cracking and get stuck in. Welcome to the You Hide Me at Hello podcast with me, your host, Deb Houston. In today's episode, I'm going to be discussing the topic of what is the ideal length of a hiring process. Now, as a hiring manager, you want to ensure that the hiring process is efficient whilst also allowing sufficient time to assess the candidate's qualifications and suitability for the job. But it's all about finding that sweet spot. Moving too fast or skipping interview stages can lead to hiring mistakes, you know, because a thorough assessment has not been undertaken. And on the flip side, moving too slow or asking the applicant to jump through many hoops can lose top talent or create a wrong impression to the market about your company's ability to make hiring decisions. So what is the right length of time. Now, knowing that this topic for the podcast was scheduled for this season, I ran some research on my LinkedIn a couple of months back in preparation for this topic discussion. So on my LinkedIn feed, I ran a poll and I asked my followers to vote on how long a hiring process should be from their perspective. And I purposely left the question quite open for interpretation. I didn't specify who I was asking the question to, e.g. was I just asking candidates or was I just asking managers or recruiters? I purposely left it quite open because that was all part of what I wanted to see in the data and analytics. So, I mean, I love numbers they really do tell a story. And this is what I was looking for. I wasn't just looking to see which option had the most votes. I actually wanted to dig deeper to see what this data was telling me as well. So essentially, we had three different categories of people voting. Um, There was recruiters, there was candidates, and there was hiring managers. And this is the overall breakdown of the results. So there were four there were four options. The first option was between one and two weeks, which had 21% of the vote. Within four weeks was the second option. And that had the majority vote at 67%. Then we had five to eight weeks, which was 11%. And then we had eight to 12 weeks, which was 1%. Now, the interesting thing about these numbers is that every one of these options can be the right answer, but it depends which angle we're coming at from when we're selecting these answers. So the only differentiating factor 
in these numbers is the choice has been made and determined by the individual's definition of when the hiring process starts. So firstly, this has come down to personal opinion of when a hiring process begins, but also the start of a hiring process is different for hiring managers and candidates. They start at different times. Another thing that these poll results told me were that the selections for five to eight weeks and eight to 12 weeks were only selected by hiring managers. So naturally, these are coming at this answer from a different perspective of the process starting earlier. For example, if you're thinking that the hiring process starts at headcount approval stage, then by the time offer stage arrives, we could easily be looking at five to eight or eight to 12 weeks, depending on the role. The one to two week selection had majority applicants with a few managers in there. And within the four week selection was a nice even split across the board of both hiring teams and candidates. So moving into how long a hiring process should actually be, I'm going to break down the conversation from here into two parts. So first of all, I'm going to talk from a company perspective and then I'm going to talk from a candidate perspective because I do believe that these are looked at completely differently and they should be. So part one, the hiring company's perspective. From a company perspective, the hiring process does actually start with the decision to hire. So essentially when the headcount is approved. The process from there can vary depending on the organisation size, the complexity of the role and the urgency to fill. Also as well, industry would hugely impact this as well. Um, If we look at financial services, for example, candidates have to go through background checking and police checks and things like that, which are naturally going to add on extra layers at the pointy end of the process. Now, a company's hiring process typically involves several steps, including posting the job, reviewing resumes, screening candidates, conducting the interviews, and then obviously making the job offer. However, the steps here will vary as well, depending on the company's hiring policies and procedures. Now, larger companies are often expected to have more extensive and rigorous hiring processes, while smaller companies are seen as being more streamlined and agile in approach. To avoid losing top talent to competitors, though, whatever size your company is, you should strive to make your hiring process as efficient as possible. And efficiency, I'm not talking about time here. It's not a race to the finish. It's not about who's got the fastest hiring process, who can hire the quickest. That's not what we're talking about. Efficiency comes down to planning ahead. So from the moment your headcount is approved, that is when your hiring process commences. And that is when you should be sitting down and getting really clear about the applicant that you're looking to hire. From there, you and the team can devise a suitable strategy to find this person. And then you want to map out 
the process for that particular hire. And when I say map it out, I'm talking dates, timelines, who's going to be involved in the interview process? What behaviors are you going to assess? What interview questions are you going to ask? And by planning all this now, you know, this allows for forward planning. For example, are your key stakeholders present when you're looking to do the interviews? If people are on leave, can somebody else step in and help you with the hiring process instead? So little things like this, these are all little obstacles that pop up to say hello unexpectedly when we've not thought about them in advance. And they can be detrimental in slowing down hiring decisions and processes. When you plan ahead as well, it also creates transparency and efficiency for the applicant because then the interview dates and timelines can be communicated at the screening stage. So then they can plan ahead, but also, you know, communicate to you if they're not available around those particular times and dates. Now, before I answer the question of how long should a hiring process be for a company in terms of weeks, I invite you to think about how many steps you realistically need as part of the process to appropriately vet your candidates suitably. And the reason why I say this is there are some companies that for non-executive positions I hear having five or six stages of interview um, for a non-managerial position and the more steps you have in your hiring process it can have a negative effect on your culture and brands you know candidates can think does this company not know how to make a decision? How many people are involved in a, you know, a decision-making process? Does this mean they're not agile and quick to act? There's all these little thought processes that happen. And that's not to say that's always the case, but anything you can do to avoid how your priority process can impact your brand externally is going to be key to you hiring the best talent long-term in your business. So going back to the hiring process, efficient hiring all comes down to the careful planning and thought process that you put in to this at the headcount approval stage. With that in mind, if your hiring process is starting at headcount approval stage and you plan and prepare ahead, then this should easily allow you to complete your process within four to six weeks to reach offer stage. Moving on to part two, the candidate's perspective. From the candidate's perspective, the hiring process starts when they submit their resume. For some, they may see the hiring process commencing at the first contact, but the majority see it as the day that they submit their application and interest for the job. So generally, this is likely to be around about one to two weeks after you've commenced your hiring process. And depending on the company's internal resources and who is going to be involved in the hiring process, to align with the four to six week time scale I've just quoted for companies, I personally believe that a two to four week period is a reasonable expectation of how long a hiring process should be from an applicant perspective. And again, I'm talking at the non-executive level. What is the sweet spot? What is the ideal length of these hiring processes? And yes, it is always going to depend on the position, your industry, the organization size. But for me, 
The sweet spot for most hiring processes should be between four and six weeks for companies and two to four weeks from the candidate perspective. You know, this period of time really is long enough to allow for proper evaluation and short enough to keep the process moving without causing unnecessary delays. And the two to four week period also provides sufficient time to schedule interviews, conduct your assessments and background checks to evaluate the candidate thoroughly. You know, it really allows that balance between efficiency and thoroughness that is essential to attract the right candidate and make those informed hiring decisions and avoid those costly hiring mistakes, which is the the aim of the game here. You know, length of hiring process as well. You know, if we're talking about the number of stages, you don't necessarily need volume number of interviews to assess a candidate. It's about qualifying the candidate in each stage in the right way asking the right questions, you know, really ensuring that the interview is suitable to assess for the behaviours and skills required for that job. And with that in mind, that is all for today's episode, but I'm going to continue this conversation next week, where next week's podcast topic will be around how many interviews does it take to properly assess a candidate. Thank you for joining me and I'll see you then. That's all, folks. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to subscribe to the You Hide Me at Hello podcast and feel free to leave a review and share it with your network. For further info, check out the link to the website in the podcast description. Thanks again from me, your host, Deb Houston. From me to you, over and out until next time.